0: Hi, I'm Carlyn Holbrook. I'm a John Maxwell Team certified coach, teacher, trainer, speaker, published author, and influencer with more than 25 years of global leadership experience. If there's one thing I've seen firsthand time and time again, it's that the best leaders inspire others to follow their purpose and their passions, while the influence of a bad leader can literally tear down people's potential. Join me for a few sips of leadership tips that will help you become a better leader by first conquering the hardest person to lead, you. Well, good morning. I am talking to you on a lovely Saturday morning, everybody. And I've had this, this phrase in my mind for a few days. I've been noodling around and thought, I'm going to talk to you all about this. I believe there's something called perception paralysis hear me out. I think this plays out in a lot of different aspects in our life. Because when you think about it, so much of what we do, so many decisions that we make, even in our personal life, we always think, well, what are other people going to think? Or what are they going to think? Or how are they going to look at me or judge me or whatnot? And I think sometimes we have this perception that everyone else is looking at us and worried about what we're doing, when in reality, we are not the center of everybody else's universe. And I think the real sad part about it is not even just that reality In fact that people are actually just more inherently self-centered and dealing with their own stuff, and that's okay, and I'm not even saying that in a negative way. I'm saying that that's part of the human condition, right? That's how we roll. What I'm saying is that what's really sad is that oftentimes we make our life decisions based on what other people might think or could perceive, and then oftentimes then we just don't decide or we just avoid. And I think we get into this sort of state of paralysis of decision-making based on that lack of evidence and lack of known information and, frankly, just on other people's you know, opinions are really none of our business. It's a sad way to live. We have one life. We have one life to live and um, not just a, a soap opera from the 80s. I don't even know if that one's still on. But anyway... Um, and, you know, I think that notion has become even more real to me as um, the family member I talked about in a recent episode actually just passed away this past week. I know. Thank you. I know you're saying, I'm so sorry. That sucks. Uh, and I've had, you know, friends and family members and friends and bosses and leaders and people at work and, you know, people around them pass away. It just feels like there's a lot going on right now. But, you know, that is life and what happens around you. But again, the silver lining of those types of times is it makes you realize, man, life is short, and we don't have a lot of days in our in our lifespans um, to make those decisions, to move things forward, to make things happen. Um, so when I think about that, and I think about getting caught up in what other people are doing and so worried about other people's opinion of ourselves, It makes me sad that that we allow ourselves to become paralyzed by that and that that influences us seizing every minute of every day that we're never going to get back again. So how does this play out, though, when it comes to our leadership? Um, I see this play out in so many different ways. Um, I think there's a couple of key ways. One is I've seen leaders who wait for someone else within an organization to do something because they don't want to be the first one to do it. Or they don't want to be perceived as going rogue or um, being a disruptor in a negative way or breaking any culturally implemented rules, not even like real rules, just perception of rules and guidelines in an environment. And so they just sit back and they wait. Um, I know, I believe that there's like a rules-based philosophy of leadership That gives these types of leaders the excuse they want, they need to say, hey, look, I'm just a rule follower. I'm a rule follower, so I'm not going to move that forward, or I'm not going to do that, or I'm not going to do this. And they get caught up in this like unofficial, unspoken kind of rules and guiding principles, and that ends up dictating how they lead. And when you really, and then, you know, on on the surface, when you hear someone's a rule follower, you go, oh, well, good for them. You know, that's good. They're following the rules. They're, They're standing in line. They're good, you know. But then when you really start to unpack like what rules are actually following, Now, I would say more often than not, they're made-up rules. They're culture rules. They're rules they're implementing on themselves or perceived rules, hence where they get into that per, you know, perception paralysis of, I'm not going to make a decision until someone else tells me what to do or someone else does it, and they tend to be looked at well. So, okay, then I can jump on their bandwagon, and that's okay. My friends my fellow sippers. This is not leadership. Waiting for someone else to, you know, following, in the name of following the rules to make your own conscience feel better, to make you feel like, well, see, I'm just being a good, a good person. I'm just, it just makes no sense. It's not leadership. Leadership is leading the way, being out in front of those types of things. I think sometimes you see these leaders, and I know several, it's like they're so fearful of doing the wrong thing that they never do the right thing. And then, even if they do the right thing, eventually they're usually never the first person to do it. They wait, they hang back, they get a feel for what others are doing or not. It just makes me sad. Where's the courage in that? Where's the vision? Where's the risk-taking? These types of leaders are none of these things, and I would argue they're not leaders. So the fact that they're put in charge of other humans in a work or organizational sense, it's very sad because then you have people that are behind them going, oh my gosh, we want to like try new things, we want to be innovative, we wanna be risk takers, we wanna be disruptors, we wanna be everything in that Jack Kerouac poem of misfits and round pe- you know, square pegs and round holes, the one that Steve Jobs ended up making very famous later. But that these leaders are not gonna be that. And when it when you look back, when people who live by this, they've paralyzed themselves to be so ineffective as leaders. And it's like they don't even realize it themselves because now they've convinced themselves they're just following the rules. But then when you really assess these so-called rules they're following, they don't even exist. They're their own perception. Or there's, you know, a guideline or a parameter put somewhere, some that's like leader's discretion to follow this policy or to be flexible or to do this or whatever. But then they don't take the bull by the horn. They don't actually, like, jump in and decide, okay, now I'm going to be the first out of the gate. They're waiting and waiting for to see what other people do. And then meanwhile, you're leaving your own team in limbo and wondering and nervous and creating anxiety in your own team because you're waiting to see what other people do because you don't want to be the first one to say, I'm putting a stake in the ground and this is how we're going to operate in my team. I've heard from a lot of friends and colleagues across many companies who are working for leaders that are afraid to make a decision about returning to an office building when they're given the opportunity to use their own discretion to return or not return or work from home or hybrid or whatever. This is to me, a classic example of you're being given the parameters. So why are you hanging back? Why are you waiting to see what other people do? Why not like not worry about what other people are doing or their opinions or whatnot? If you're given those parameters from a company guideline perspective or policy per se, then take it and decide what's best for your team and roll with it that's what leaders do another example i've seen throughout my career too of this perception paralysis is when it comes to team building and learning events a lot of leaders will not want to either spend the money or spend the energy or the time of you know creating learning events or opportunities or sending their people to conferences or Hel- helping them to carve out time and their schedules to build their skills and grow because of the perception that, oh, well, then that must mean your team doesn't have anything better to do or the perception of, oh, wait, you're spending money. Well, you have, if you're given a budget and you're responsible for it and you decide that that's as a leader and you have that kind of authority to decide this is the what better way to spend my money to help my team, and why not go to your leader and defend that? This is what we need. You want this, we need this. We need our team to grow, we need a team to upskill, we need to train, we need to But there's again that perception of, well, that seems like a nice to have or people might look outside in and go, well, how can they do that? They must not have anything better to do. Another way I've seen people just become paralyzed so then they don't do it at all. They they encourage learning from like a high level perspective oh yeah we want people to learn and grow but you don't actually put your money where your mouth is you don't actually walk the talk and make it part of that because there's this fearful of other people's perceptions and that is extremely sad and worried so much that you even if you can defend and your leaders fine with it you're worried too much about what the perception is outside of you and that's a detriment to your team and to them growing and learning. So guess what? They're going to leave and they're going to go somewhere else where they can grow and learn and upskill and have someone invest in them from a time and resources perspective. All right. So we all want to avoid perception paralysis, the trap. Let's uh, sip on some ways that we can do that. So first sip. First, you got to define what truly is a rule or policy. So I get it that there are definitely some compliance, legal, labor rules, um, regulatory laws that we have to follow as leaders. 100%. Okay, totally agree. Uh, Really dig into what truly is law, what's policy, what's regulatory, what's union stuff, you know, all of those things, and really compartmentalize that against what are these perceptions or these guidelines or these unspoken cultural type norms that you might be imposing on yourself or your team that really aren't rules and guidelines. And that is an extremely important differentiator to ensure you're not falling into the perception paralysis trap. All right, step two, don't be afraid to lead the way, to carve a path, to be the first, to have, you know, courage and the conviction to stand up for your team to make decisions, to think differently about how you're leading and what you're doing and how you're working and and new processes and systems and ways of, of doing things in your job. I had somebody tell me a long time ago, I don't pay you to be a yes person. We give you a paycheck to hear your opinion. I would like to think that that's true. And I know that there's not there's some really terrible leaders out there that do just want you to do what they tell them. And frankly, if you're in that situation, it's time to brush up the old resume and get on LinkedIn and start looking for new jobs. But in the day-to-day, so often we allow ourselves or we excuse ourselves from leading the way and being those disruptors in positive ways and innovating because we allow ourselves this perception of, well what are they gonna think? Oh well they're not probably gonna like that or oh this feels like maybe I should just stay under the radar and not, you know, go forward or push push boundaries in that way. But why not? If it's something well thought through and you it makes sense and what's the worst it can say? No. No, thank you. We're not doing that. Okay. At least you try. At least you have the courage to stand up. At least you have the courage to, to move, you know, push forward. And so what also if you try something and it doesn't work? Don't allow yourself to be fearful of that. Now you learn. There's your training. All right. sip number three. Keep in mind as leaders, if it's going to be, it's up to me. You have to think that way as a leader and stop worrying because leadership is not looking at what everyone else is doing and then following them. That's a follower. That's somebody who's not going to lead the way and, you know, really bring their teams forward and do awesome work and, you know, create job satisfaction. And, and you're going to lose good people and constantly continue to lose people, people. So if it's going to be, it's up to me. It's not up to the person above you, to the side of you, anywhere else. It's up to you. Don't look at what your peers are doing or not doing. Who cares? Listen to your own heart, listen to your own mind, and lead your team. Perception is not reality. It just feels like it is. So don't let fear rule your decision-making on what's best for your people. Don't become paralyzed by perception. Thank you for having a cup of coffee with me. For more sips and tips, connect with me on social and follow Lead for Sips on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And don't forget to visit my website, curlinholbrook.com. Until next time, keep on brewing.